Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, welcome to episode 35 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. I want to challenge you today to think about activities that you are going to do during those first few days of school. And I want us to really reflect and be aware of some ways that those icebreakers and getting to know your activities could really be creating an unsafe environment for our ELLs without us even knowing it. And I know that's not what you want to do. So today, let's talk about activities that help cultivate a safe and welcoming environment for our ELLs, not a stressful and fearful one. Ready to go? Let's dive in. Now think back to any of the years of school that you were in and think to those first few days. I can remember those activities and how they would make me feel on the spot. I would feel anxious. I hated to do them. When we'd have to, I remember a sophomore year math class, we'd go around and say two truths and a lie. And the whole time, I'm not listening to anybody else. I'm just thinking, what do I say? I hate this game. I don't even know how to play it. I always come up with the lamest things and I'm not that exciting. It just made me a total head case. And I'm a first language English speaker. So put our ELLs in that same place, doing things like two truths and a lie or the name game where you have to go around in the circle and say an adjective that connects to your name. Yes, for our intermediate ELLs, that might be an easy and fun game. But for our newcomers, that really will be stressful. That will put them on the spot. If you want to hear more about that, listen to episode seven, where I interview my friend Domiso, who came to the U.S. when he was 16 and shares his story of that first day 
and how embarrassing it was for him when they played the name game. So if you want more proof of how it can feel for our newcomers, go and check that episode out. The whole point is those activities are ways to build community, to get to know your students. And that's exactly what we need to do and want to do those first couple weeks of school. It's actually the most important thing you can do is to build relationships with your students and build a safe environment. Getting to know your activities are great, but I want us to really think and look at the types of activities that we're doing. Because if we're just using the same old things and not really asking ourselves some key and important questions, then we could really be losing out an opportunity to build trust. And instead we could be losing trust with our students. Okay. So this is even important for our monolingual students because if they're shy, just being in a new class, you don't know your classmates, you don't know your teacher, you don't know the response that, that you're going to get. And what are all kids afraid of being laughed at, being made fun of, not fitting in. So that's the opposite of what we want to do during those first few days. Today, I'm going to share with you three questions to ask yourself when you're planning those back to school activities, and then three activities you can do that are great for ELLs. The first question that you should be asking yourself is, will this activity put my student on the spot? So if you are the first day, your whole class is going to stand around in a circle and have to say, a name game and say, oh, I'm Bubbly Beth. And then the next person has to repeat my name and say their name. And it's going one by one. And each person has to remember all the people in front of them. Let's just take dissect that activity for a second. What's the purpose? Okay, to learn each other's names, but to put one kid on the spot to do that, and to have to remember all the students in front of them, especially if they're an ELL and those names might be hard for them to pronounce or the adjectives might be hard for them to remember. It's not really serving the purpose. There's a lot better ways that you can do an activity like that. Okay. Where they get to know each other's names and knowing names is so crucial and so important. So we don't want to make light of that. We want to really create genuine opportunities for them to get to know each other, to get to meet, to get to interact without them being put on the spot. Look over your plans right now. Of those first couple of days, you have activities where your student is put on the spot. In any way, I would erase it from your plans unless you've given them plenty of time to practice. So I'll get to that in a second. Hey teachers, I'm interrupting this episode to ask you a quick question. How different would your life be if you could confidently plan effective and engaging lessons for your yellow students in a fraction of the time? I created my membership equipping ELLs to do just that. When you join, you gain instant access to the exact resources you need, proven and prepped for you, plus a supportive private community of like-minded educators. Join us today at www.equippingells.com. Now back to the episode. Number two, the second question to think about is, will this activity help my student to feel welcomed and safe, or will it make them feel anxious? Again, our goal during these first couple weeks is to create a safe environment. That has to be top of mind constantly. So we want to avoid doing anything that's going to make them feel anxious. 
So if they have no idea what to expect, if they have no idea what's coming and all of a sudden it's just chaos and moving around the room and there's no real clear directions or there was no visual support to really help them understand what is the expectation of this activity. They're just, there's kids walking all over the room talking and (laughs) this ELL student is just overwhelmed and is not clear of the directions, not clear of the activity. That's going to make them feel anxious. Do things like that. I love cooperative learning strategies. Absolutely love them. But you want to make sure, especially those first couple days, that you are doing the groundwork to make sure that those students understand what the expectation is of that activity, providing that visual support so that they can participate and enjoy the activity and not feel anxious and confused. Again, looking over those first couple days, the plans, look at the activities that you're going to do and decide, do I need to add in a visual support for this? Do I have a visual support? A visual support might be as simple as you and another student showing the class what this looks like. Maybe it's a movement activity or maybe it's a gallery walk where they walk around the room and they have to answer and respond to a question. So have another student show what that looks like. How do they move about the room? What do they do when they get to the, the, to the picture on the wall or this, the question prompt on the wall? How do they rotate around the room? What do they bring with them? Okay. All of those things, even just taking a few minutes before the activity to walk through it helps ease the anxiety of your ELL students. So look over and see, do I need to scaffold any of these activities? Do I need to provide more direction and support before we do the activity? Because in the end, you you want the activity to be fun and you want your students to be engaged and you want them to get to know each other. Do that groundwork that it takes so that that can be the output that you get. And then the third question to ask yourself is, have I first shared about myself so my students get to know me before they are expected to share about themselves? Okay, why is this important? If you show a vulnerability, if you show that you are more than just the teacher that tells them what to do, but you really show who you are and you let them get to know you, they are going to feel more comfortable in being vulnerable and responding to you. They're going to find ways to connect with you. That's going to help them open up and respond. Many times in the relationship between the teachers and students in the countries that some of your students might be coming from might be extremely different. And I think sometimes we don't understand that we don't, and we underestimate that. And so here I know in Panama, the relationship in the public schools of the teacher and student is much more professional. There's not that relational aspect as often as we see in the States. And so your students might feel uncomfortable at first because they don't see that that's a, that's something that we prioritize is the relationship between the teacher and the student. And you're going to let them get to know you and you're going to share about your pets or your family. And that's going to help them to get excited about being in your classroom because they're going to feel that the importance of building that relationship. And they might not have had that before in previous schools that they attended in their home country. You sharing about yourself helps them to feel safe. And that's our priority. And so that's why I want you to think about, have I shared about myself before I'm asking my students to share about themselves. It also opens up opportunities for them to connect with you. 
So if you have a newcomer, and most of the time our newcomers are going to go through a silent period, most will probably not want to talk at all on that first day of school, which is okay. But maybe that first day you share a slideshow and you share about a golden retriever dog that you have. And you share his name and you share about his his thing, the things he likes to do or a silly thing he does. And it makes your students, even if they cannot speak English, maybe some of those students have a dog and they love dogs and they get very excited to know you have a dog. And maybe they're able to, through gestures or pointing to your picture and pointing to themselves or smiling and showing you that that excites them, that helps them to communicate to you something important about them. So all of a sudden you start to take in this information. Oh, okay, this student, this student loves dogs. I'm going to find ways to incorporate that into my lessons to engage the student or to get to know the student better. Or maybe you share about your, your own children and maybe you have twins and maybe one of those students is a twin. You never know just by being vulnerable and sharing about yourself how your students can connect with you and that will help them open up and want to share. And when we get to know our students, that's where the power is because then we can really teach to how they need us to. So those are the questions to ask yourself as you're looking at activities to plan for the first couple days of school. Now, if you're looking for activities, here are some specific activities you can do that are great for all levels of ELLs because we're removing that pressure The pressure really comes from having to speak on the spot without preparation. That's where the anxiety comes from. So if we can remove that, then they, we can really help them to engage and respond and feel a safe, that it's a safe environment. So one activity I love to do is called vote with your feet. And this is a great activity for newcomers or intermediates on any grade levels. And what you do is you just have your students stand up. And you could have one side of the room that is for this topic. One side of the room is for this topic. So you could say something as simple as, which do you prefer or what do you like more, dogs or cats? Now, if you're working with newcomers, you might want to have some visual supports here to help them really understand and engage with what you're asking them. And then you have them vote with their feet. They move their feet to one side or the other. You might not get a lot of information about this activity, but what's the point of it? They're engaging, they're seeing how the classrooms run, they're having fun, and you might, yes, you might get to learn some information about them, like, what do you like better, reading or math? Have them go to the side that they enjoy more. So giving them those two options are huge for engagement and they're not having to speak at all. If you have a higher group of students, so for newcomers, I would just have them vote with their feet, give them a lot of different picture prompts and just have them continue to share with you where they stand on those things. For your intermediates, you could have them vote with their feet and then for those who want to, they can share a little bit more of why. You know, if it's, what do you like more, reading or math? Okay, anybody want to share why? Why do you like math more? What do you like about math? Something like that. Or, okay, do you like pizza or do you like chicken and rice? See what they say. Maybe they have a, their grandma makes a delicious recipe that they want to share about. So giving them that opportunity and space to share for those who want to, but not putting anybody on a spot that they have to share. 
those first couple days of school. Another idea is to do any type of sketching activity, any type of drawing activity, even with your intermediate ELLs. Maybe this is just giving them a printout of a body and they are going to draw themselves and on their shirt, they're going to draw three things that they enjoy to do. Okay. Drawing is a safe activity. Drawing is engaging. It's fun. They can color, give them that time to do it well, show them example of what you have done so that they have an example and an expectation and let them share that way. For your intermediates, you then could maybe partner them up and they share with a partner about what they drew. And then they can see if they have any connections with others in the class. That's a lot different than going around one at a time and sharing in front of the whole class. I hope you see the difference in putting, that's putting a kid on the spot when they might not be ready for that instead of sharing with a peer. It's a lot less stressful to turn into a peer. And when the whole class is talking at the same time, that's a lot less stressful. So finding those ways that they do add on and they get to share with your newcomers, you might not have them do that. You might just walk around and try to point out, Oh, you really enjoy baseball. I love baseball. I love the Cubs or whatever it is and trying to relate to them in that way one-on-one. So that's another idea, doing any type of sketching activity that shows and gives them an opportunity to respond through drawing. And then one more activity that I think is really important is doing an activity based on just sharing about their name. When you're working with students that come from other countries, other cultures, a name has a can have a very important significance to them. The other thing that you want to do is giving them that opportunity to share how to say their name correctly. And this might take time. They might not be ready to say that right away, but we do not want to change their name so that it's more American, or we might say their name differently and they just let us say it that way. We want to really make sure that they know we want to say their name correctly. And so doing, you know, you could spend a couple of the first days of school creating a name, like a name map or just a collage about their name and not having them share it right away, but eventually having them pronounce their name. Maybe you can record it on your voice recorder so you can practice it at home or you can share it with other teachers. You could do a project where they share about their name and they, they add their own QR code in and maybe this becomes a bulletin board so that other people can go by and listen to how to say their name and hear maybe a little bit more about their name, where they come from, what does their name mean, if they're named after somebody. Now, this is this is sometimes hard because sometimes we do this activity hoping our students are going to produce you know, these very interesting stories about their name. And some just don't have that. And that's okay. So we don't want to, we don't emphasize that they have to have all the story behind their name. But the point is, you want to make sure that you give them opportunity and space to share their name correctly. And that the, we set that precedent from the beginning that we are going to learn how to say your name. And we're not going to change it. We're not going to make it more American. So providing an opportunity for them to get to research, to get to go home and talk to their parents and then put it into some sort of design would be a cool activity to do at the beginning of the year where they're not being put on the spot. And it's actually creating a really beautiful 
cultural diversity in your classroom. Maybe you do like a puzzle piece and each puzzle piece, they put their name on it. And then you put it together to create a puzzle and you show the unity in your classroom because of that. So really emphasizing the importance of names. There's tons of great books that you could start with that you do a read aloud. You show them, you tell them about your name and then provide that opportunity for them to respond to that. Those are three great ways to start the year off where you're building connections, you're creating a safe space, and you are really setting that standard in your classroom of the beauty and diversity, the importance of them being in your classroom, how happy and excited you are there. And without putting them on the spot, they are going to feel a lot more secure in your classroom. They're going to feel safe. That trust is going to begin to develop with you. And because of that, they then will be able to take risks more and more throughout the year, and you're going to see much greater growth. So just a reminder, don't underestimate the power of those first couple days and building that trust with them. So look back over those plans that you've used in the past or that you're thinking about using again this year and really contemplate and ask yourself, is this putting my student on on the spot? Is it creating a welcoming environment or is it going to make them feel anxious? And how am I sharing with them more about me so that they begin to build that trust with me? I'd love to hear some other ways that you create a safe space for your students. And we'll continue to talk about that in this back to school season. But if you need any more ideas, please reach out and let me know. And this week, I wanted to share with you a freebie to help you get started on creating getting to know you activities for your ELLs. I'm sharing with you my getting to know you activities for the first few days of school. So you have some of these already ready to go. So make sure to click that link in the show notes and grab your freebie so that you don't have to do all the work yourself, but let me help you with that. And I'll do some of it for you. You can print those activities and get them started ready for those first couple days of school. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.